You're listening to the Whatcom Report, a Bellingham Regional Chamber of Commerce program in partnership with KGMI. Good morning and welcome to the Whatcom Report, a program of the Bellingham Regional Chamber of Commerce in partnership with KGMI. Uh, and today, this morning's show is a really important topic. Uh, many people are talking about it. Uh, if you've taken a look at what's going to be on the November ballot, you know this is going to be there. Hopefully, you know it's going to be there. And it's the jail initiative. And so our community has faced this uh, opportunity a number of years uh, in the past. And we're going to learn a little bit from people in the know about what makes this year's uh, ballot initiative a little bit different than the past and what you need to know when you check the yes mark or maybe not check the yes mark. And so we're here to provide all those answers to some of your questions. Uh, so stay tuned. We'll get ready to have a robust dialogue, learn a little bit uh, about what's going to be on the ballot and help impact uh, what we're all seeing. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. Psst, Psst. hey, Psst. hey you. No, no, it's not your phone, it's me, the radio. Turn me up, you need to hear this. Looking for new furniture or a new mattress? Box Drop is the spot. Box Drop always offers 30 to 80% off retail prices on brand new furniture and mattresses with easy financing available. Stop by in Sequoia Drive off Cordata Parkway or find Box Drop Bellingham on social media. Comfort and style awaits at Box Drop Bellingham. Delivery available. The itsy bitsy spider crawled up the water spout. Down came the rain and washed that. That fairy isn't itsy bitsy, Dad. Oh, don't worry, kiddo. It's just a story. No, Dad, that fairy on the windowsill. The itsy bitsy spider is cute when it's only a nursery rhyme. But if your home has big, hairy, nasty spiders, don't panic. Call BioBug today. BioBug, service you trust, experience you expect. In Whatcom, Skagit, and Island counties and online at biobug.com. Don't miss CHS Northwest's Backyard to Barnyard Sale. Starting October 19th, it's your chance to save on feed and food for all your favorite critters and livestock. Find all the details at your nearest store or online at chsnw.com. When you're high, you feel different. You think different, you talk different, you draw different, you listen to music different, but you probably knew that. Problem is, you also drive different, and not in a good way. That's why driving high is illegal everywhere. So if you're high, just don't drive. Make a plan to get a sober ride. Because if you feel different, you drive different. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. You love what you find at Wilson's. Football season is here. If you're looking for the best seat in the house, you'll find it at Wilson's Furniture. With reclining and motion furniture that will fit your lifestyle and budget. Wilson's on Pacific Highway in Ferndale. Welcome back to the Welcome Report. I'm your host, Guy Grasso, President and CEO of the Chamber. Uh, and as I mentioned, we're here talking about not just the jail initiative coming on the ballot, but first, let's talk, uh, let's have a little introduction of our guests. We have uh, Mayor Scott Korheitz and Peter Frazier, who's, I think, the lead of the campaign committee for the jail. So, Mayor Scott, we're going to toss it to you to kick us off and tell us a little bit about you and your role in this. Well, thanks, Guy, and thanks for having us on this morning. This is an important topic. So I'm Scott Cortheis, as stated, the mayor of Linden, but uh, for, more importantly right now, I'm on the uh, yes campaign for uh, the behavioral health and jail facility, the facility that's planned for Whatcom County. I'm um, quite intimately involved with all the mayors in the county as we move this process forward. So that's my involvement as well. And I'm also working with the county on the financing and how the financing of this project will work. So those are my qualifications for being here today. Thank you, Peter. And Guy, I am the, um, I'm really proud to be the chair of this great uh, bipartisan committee, the Yes Safe Jail Healthy Outcomes Committee. It's a, like I said, it's bipartisan. It's um, our members are, from throughout Whatcom County and across the political spectrum. Um, I'm a Whatcom County born and raised entrepreneur, uh, started the Heliotrope Hotel and Hotel Leo, and 
Um, I have been on the stakeholder advisory committee, um, which uh, with Scott and uh, 36 others, we put together the implementation plan and the jail as a part of that. Perfect. So I think, Peter, you bring up a really interesting point, uh, the stakeholder group process, the 30-something folks that went through, I mean, how long was that? That was close to two years of a process, right? It seemed like two years, but it was okay. actually probably shorter, maybe okay. a year and a half. Okay. But um, yeah, it was a, a great committee because you may remember that uh, when the last levy failed in 2017, what we heard from voters, it was very clear. They wanted a, um, a broad, a uh, group of people from throughout Whatcom County really to come up with um, the next plan. And mm -hmm. they were also uh, wanting more diversion and behavioral health. And, you know, here in 2023, as we sit, we have uh, put together, you know, 15 plus uh, programs and, and uh, facilities and um, such in this community. Uh, that divert and also support uh, people's uh, behavioral health needs. So I, 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 go can ahead. I pipe in on that? Because I, I, I just want to say that, you know, through the process, so I've been involved in a couple of these jail initiatives in the past, but the important piece for me, I think, moving forward is the behavioral health piece that was added to this project this time around. And I think even for myself, in the past, I would have said maybe that's not so important, but when we see all the behavioral health issues we're having in our community, it's it's time for us to recognize these issues can't be just solved by incarcerating people. We have to take care of the problems in another way. And that's where this multi-pronged approach through this um, task force, it really became apparent that, that this is how we need to help solve the problem of not only crime, but behavioral health issues in our community. Absolutely. Yeah, this, um, this plan, the implementation plan, the justice project, really a very comprehensive um, look at uh, making significant changes to criminal justice and behavioral health here in um, Whatcom County. And it's really the answer to, as so many people know, um, we deinstitutionalized uh, mental health in this country about 40 uh, some years ago. And it never really was um, a system a uh, community-based system like was supposed to have been uh, replacing it never was funded, never put together. Well, this is Whatcom County's answer to that. And the jail and behavioral care center is a very important part of the constellation of uh, programs and, and facilities and uh, services uh, as part of that. Yeah. And so, wait, what you both kind of uh, discussed is like this really broad system, right? This approach to public safety, public health care to a, to a point, um, the ballot initiative specifically. And I said jail ballot initiative, and you were both during the break like, <laughs> no, no, not just. Um, and I think that's important, and you've articulated that. But functionally, the jail initiative is what? Like, what is kind of that 30,000 foot view? What is on the ballot? What do voters need to know? Uh, I guess, in, from your perspective, is checking the yes box. So I guess, first of all, what what's proposed is a what we'd call a modern jail facility, which is gonna be more modular. And uh, the current jail that we have is vertical. And because it's vertical, it's very difficult to add on to or make changes to. The proposed new jail would be horizontal and there would be modules for um, segments of the jail, probably 40 people in each section. And then uh, alongside of the jail, there's going to be like a behavioral health center with uh, health care and, and services to, for those who come in with behavioral health issues that need to be uh, taken care of. Um, so so it's, a, it's a much broader facility than what was proposed in the past and um, has more services available and a variety of services because we're going to see a variety of people come through the door. And Scott, why don't you um, tell listeners a bit about how we pay for it and what they get? Yeah, so, so the initiative on the ballot is really for a, 
a tax increase request. And a tax increase is two tenths of 1% sales tax. And so uh, that is like 20 cents on the expenditure of $100. And that 20 cents in, uh, in that dollar amount for the first year collected will be around $14 million. And it's divided between the county and the cities. And the county's portion is 60% of it. And then the cities get 40% of the funds. And that that those that 40% is then given to the cities by population proration. And so that's that's the general tax. And a lot of people say, well, what about the um, will there be a property tax associated with this? And the answer is no, it's just the sales tax will take care of this. And in the short term, the cities have are gonna are are covenanting to perm uh, to commit dollars, about half of the money going to the cities is going to go into what we would call a down payment fund so that we can drive the bond payment down to something that the county can very easily handle. And so for the first four to six years, there'll be this extra money going into the county account to pay for a down payment for this facility. And then after that, we will um, all the cities will get their fair share. And an important piece for me is that the community of Bellingham, they're committing uh, this their half of this public use tax all towards behavioral health services. So there's going to be more funding coming from this tax to take care of behavioral health issues from the from Bellingham's perspective. Uh, the other six small cities, we are we have the option to do whatever we want, but it has to be public safety. We have fire departments, we have police departments, we have other things we want to use that for public safety. But Bellingham very nicely has is committing a lot of money to behavioral health. Got it. Well, we are to our next break. I still want to go into kind of the taxation components to this because I think there's some in, there's some uniqueness to this, and it's complicated as government. I mean, Scott, you could probably tell everyone <laughs> like government financing is really complicated, and not like household financing or business financing, with what I'm kind of more knowledgeable about. Uh, but I want to touch on that a little bit when we come back. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Imagine living in Linden, perched above the Nooksack River Valley with Mount Baker and the Cascade Mountains in the distance. Enjoy the peaceful surroundings of the mountains and nearby golf course. Make new friends and get involved in new activities. Enjoy fabulous home-cooked meals and spacious apartments designed with your needs in mind. Enjoy your independence. Visit Vineyard Park of Linden Manor on Aaron Drive in Linden or online at carepartnersliving.com. Schedule your personal tour today and see why residents love Vineyard Park of Linden Manor. Stop by Dewey Griffin Subaru whenever your Subaru needs a quick service and a car wash. Check out Dewey's Express Service Center. It's fast, convenient, and best of all, there's no appointment necessary. Open six days a week, including Saturdays. Stop by for your next oil change or any other minor maintenance, and you'll get a free car wash with any service. Dewey Griffin Subaru, community-minded and community-driven, and the only certified Subaru tire and service center in the area. The Seahawks are back at home on Sunday, October 22nd against the division rival Arizona Cardinals, and we want to send you to Lumen Field with two tickets to cheer on the Hawks. It's easy to enter. Just go to this station's website and click the contest tab. Then fill out a registration form, and you'll be entered to win a pair of tickets to see the Hawks host the Cardinals on October 22nd. Sweepstakes live until October 20th at 10 a.m. One entry per person. Find details and enter at this station's website. Go Hawks! With more ways than ever to connect to news and entertainment, 90% of new car buyers want the tried-and-true AM-FM radio option. Gadgets are great, but when you're behind the wheel, you just want that local connection that you can't get from online apps. Local radio is dependable and free, with no subscription or cellular data required, and no fumbling with a separate device. Visit wearebroadcasters.com and tell us how you depend on AM radio stations like KGMI, and how you want AM included in your next news car. The opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. Welcome back to the Walker Report. We're talking uh, with Peter Frazier and Mayor Scott Corheis about uh, the jail public safety mental health tax proposal that will be on the ballot and talking about kind of what what we're paying for. Um, and we were talking a little bit about the nuance of how it's collected and what's being paid for. Um, 
So I do think it's important. It is a sales tax exclusively. So Canada is going to pay for some of this, if not a decent little amount, which is helpful uh, because that makes all of our tax bill as a community go down a little bit. But uh, Mayor Scott, you'd mentioned the collection processes and commitments, if you will, from the cities. And so let's go a little bit more into to that because the various cities, the municipalities collect sales tax as well as the county. And so that is that why? Well, it's, it's, it's the way it's done is that there's this two tenths would be added and that would be across the entire county and the state collects the money. Yep. And then the state divvies out the money back to the county and then to the cities on a prorated basis. Got it. The, the interesting thing is that normally the, each city would get their prorated share of the 40%, but the cities, because we want a jail and we need the capacity and we want to keep crime down in our areas, we're going, look, we will help pay extra for the first four to six years so that the payment or the bond payment that's due, the county can handle paying that bond payment without mm -hmm. putting a stress on the system. And yeah. when we do the math, it looks like four years of this sharing should be enough. But if, okay. if by chance the jail would come in at a higher cost or if the interest rates keep going up or some other unforeseen thing happens, we do have capacity to cover that. So, that, so some would say our plan is not very clear because we don't have a good cost estimate. We have a reasonable cost estimate based on what we did in 2015 and 2017. We have um, a reasonable size in mind, but we don't exactly have the size in mind yet. And size would affect cost. So the plan, the finance plan that we have in place kind of takes care of some of these contingencies and items so that we have a clear path on payment for the future. And it is kind of unusual that it, normally a bond payment would be the same throughout the life of the bond. And the way we're going to structure this one, if we start in 2026, is as soon as um, all the cash in our down payment account is used, then we start a bond payment. But at the same time, the cities would be contributing extra cash until we have a bond payment at a comfortable number. Mm -hmm. uh, Guy, interestingly, yeah. um, there were um, eight other people and myself, and we all went to Nashville uh, this winter to look at what a new uh, modern jail facility looks like. And most importantly, what a behavioral care center looks like. And we all came back um, with a very clear idea of this is what we need here in Whatcom County. It's, uh, it's an on-site mental health and uh, drug treatment uh, facility that um, can keep people out of the normal prison system in a beautiful, uh, in a beautiful building with uh, plenty of natural light and um, plenty of help for the um, their mental health and drug addiction struggles. And this is uh, something that we saw in action. It's a, a model that's being used now, and it's something that uh, Whatcom County really needs. And I guess when you hear that, and I don't know if you've had the opportunity, Guy, but if you haven't, you should take a tour of the current oh, jail yeah. facility. <laughs> because when you go through that, you realize how dark and small and tight and old the current facility is. And one of the things we want to somewhat point out is that it is a liability on the county. And if something tragic would happen there, the county could get sued and sued to the tune of three or four times what the capital cost of this project would be. Mm -hmm. And when you think when you factor that in, it, this is spending good money on a good project before we have to spend good money on a bad lawsuit. And currently we're throwing uh, good money after bad. This facility is 39 years old. It was uh, too small when it opened. All available spaces have been uh, taken up uh, for cells. It is falling apart. It is dangerous. It's poorly designed for, it's not a modern jail at all. And the, uh, the new jail um, structure uh, that uh, Scott was talking about that would um, be built out at La Bounty, a pod system, would be just so much more um, uh, healthy for 
the outcomes that we all need. This is something that is very important to remember anyone who is in the Whatcom County Jail is coming back to the community. And do you want them to come back uh, better? I would think so. And uh, natural light, space, and treatment are critical to having people who are cycling through the jails come back uh, to their community and get on with their lives. Well, I mean, and let's talk about the, the bounty component because anyone following the dialogue has, there's been a lot of conversation on location. And so specifically the work, the committee that both of you were on really, I guess, identified three locations. So the kind of current site downtown uh, out at Iron Gate where the, um, uh, the work- um, Deacon, yeah, and Deacon Center of Health or Care Center's at. Yes, and the- um, And the work center. And the work, and the work center. center. That's, That's a minimum is. security uh, yeah. jail yeah. that we have. Yeah. And so, and then of course, Labounty, which was the property that the last couple of proposals has identified that is still owned by the county. That's right. Um, I don't want to get into the analysis of the three, but what were kind of the leading points for the bounty? So the bounty so, is. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Scott. Well, I'll start with start? yeah. Let's both the other locations would require a vertical jail because the county doesn't have enough land. So, so if you, it, we would like not to do what we did 39, 40 years ago is build a jail and then be hemmed in by that jail forever. So the Labonte site has um, growth capacity. And because it's um, a horizontal jail, it's cheaper to build. So if you go to the downtown location, it was in excess of $210 million for the same size jail. Or if you go to uh, uh, Iron Gate. Not the, the current facility. Yeah, yeah, the proposed. Yeah, correct. And if you go to Iron Gate, it would be around $180 million. And this, and this site for the same size would be $137 million. So cost is a huge factor and growth is a huge factor. Now there are other reasons you might want to go the other way, but those two are the ones that kind of pivoted it towards Labani as a yeah. no-brainer. I mean, I've always looked at a map, right? And what's interesting is the location or the, the property, let's say at Labani, is within like 150 feet of dead center <laughs> along I-5 in between the northernmost and southernmost mm -hmm. interchanges which as the main thoroughfare for our yeah. county, it makes sense if we're building a county facility, the middle might be equitable to That's everybody right. involved. Yeah, and uh, there's of course been a lot of growth in the North County throughout the county. And so this is, I mean, we can't be Bellingham centric. This is a good sighting for a um, a facility that all police departments throughout Whatcom County will be taking um, taking people too. Uh, also, you know, it's not as though the inmates are all from Bellingham. They have right. uh, visitors coming from throughout the county. And WTA is committed to providing uh, public transportation, not only to this site, but to the 23-hour uh, crisis center that will be built soon at Iron Gate. Uh, near the Ann Deacon Center for Hope. So it'll be a triangle between Iron Gate, where we'll have uh, inpatient crisis stabilization centers, the um, Jail and Behavioral Care Center at Labounty, and then of course the uh, the courthouse downtown. Yeah. The um, what's interesting to me is I think about you know what what was criminal justice 40 years ago, and why a vertical jail was seen as a win or valuable compared to again a lot of the lot of the public safety concerns that we're having right now and i often think about like i liked hot wheels as a kid and there was that like garage where that single bay like you pull a single car in and then you have to move it up to wherever you're going and move it off and then you move it down to where the other car that you want to maybe get off yeah and i think building a jail in that fashion may not be the most ideal structure. Um, and again, not, not to talk about my history a little bit, but I'm originally from Louisiana, which a lot of people know. And I remember in college taking a tour of a jail 
in Louisiana, uh, just want to asterisk that, uh, that was built in that pod format. And it was really interesting because I remember walking through and saying, gosh, this feels like a hospital more than it does the current thing that we have that feels very institutional, very industrial. So it was so exciting, Guy, to be walking through these facilities in uh, Nashville with uh, people from Whatcom County, um, both from the jail and from the facilities department and elsewhere, talking about the surfaces and materials and the light and the colors and all the different mm -hmm. things that we can use in this new jail uh, and behavioral care center to make it more like a feel like a college campus or a um or a hospital setting mm -hmm. and that is not that it's not going to you know hold people it's not gonna uh, i mean it is going to be holding people accountable but we don't have to make it a dungeon like setting like what we right. have now and we don't have it's to not required. abandon a care philosophy either and i think this goes into the the community health the public safety uh, mental health component, behavior health. Uh, we are to our next break, so uh, stay tuned and we'll continue the conversation. Why West Edge Credit Union? Because they're all about the community. Of course, I like that West Edge has low interest rates and loan specials. But what I really love is that West Edge partners with local nonprofit and City of Bellingham organizations. Plus, they put on events like Community Shred. And they talk to me like I'm a real person, not an account number. West Edge really cares. Join West Edge Credit Union today. West Edge is federally insured by NCUA. West Edge Credit Union, on the corner of James and Alabama in Bellingham. This is Heidi Person, General Manager of the Cascade Radio Group, with a look at some good news in our community that we like to call the upside. Did you know that 32,000 households in Whatcom County live below the poverty line? 70% of those low-income families face at least one civil legal problem each year. Law Advocates of Whatcom County steps in and helps families in crisis preserve their homes, shield themselves from domestic violence, tort fraudulent or predatory practices, and maintain employment, health care, and livelihood. Their services are essential for the most vulnerable community members. And you can help. Please help support Law Advocates of Whatcom County by going to lawadvocates.org. Donate. The Upside is brought to you by R.B. Wick and Bellingham Coin Shop. Stop by today for a free coin or antique evaluation. 1806 Cornwall, one block south of Bellingham High School or at bellinghamcoin.com. If you have good news to report, email it to us at the Upside at cascaderadiogroup.com. In the shop. And I saw a little headline that says, uh, how much does it cost to replace the Ford F-150 Lightning's battery? I thought, that ought to be interesting. Kurt from Angler, Brian from Dr. John's, and Dan from Bellingham and Burlington Automotive. Cost around. Are you ready for this? 30000 bucks. Join them on In the Shop, 9 to 10 a.m. every Saturday on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. We don't have the usual traffic jams that they have in the big city, but sometimes things happen to snarl everything up. Depend on KGMI to keep you cruising to your destination with KGMI traffic alerts. We'll tell you where the trouble spots are, and if you see problems on the road, give us a call at 360-676-5464 so we can spread the word. KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM, and KGMI.com. Mornings are busy. That's why the KGMI Morning News is your perfect ticket to the world. While you rush to get ready, hear the very latest local, state, and national news. Your KGMI AccuWeather forecast, sports with Mark Skolton, the latest money news, and all the information you need for a great start to your day. The KGMI Morning News, 6 to 9 a.m. each weekday on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM, and KGMI.com home. It's the heart of your world, a place where life blooms in every season. At Vista Materials, they understand the essence of home, not just wood chips or firewood, but the warmth of a crackling fireplace, the crunch of wood chips underfoot. They don't just sell materials, they deliver comfort. Vista Materials in Ferndale, your one-stop shop for premier landscaping materials. Order online for effortless delivery. Prepare for fall and winter. Avoid muddy areas with ground cover wood chips. Visit vistamaterialsinc.com. 
The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. Tired of inefficient heating, poor indoor air quality, and rising energy bills? Contact West Mechanical today to explore going ductless with a system from Mitsubishi Electric Heating and Air Conditioning. Find them at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Welcome back to the Walk Report. I'm your host, Guy Tregrasso, President and CEO of the Bellingham Regional Chamber of Commerce. The Walk Report is a program of the Chamber in partnership with 790 KGMI Newstock. Uh, and we're here talking about uh, the ballot initiative coming up in November regarding jail, public safety, uh, mental health uh, solutions. And so we've had a robust dialogue up to this point about what's, what's being purchased and uh, Mayor Scott, like you bring up a really good point that I have heard, um, and I certainly feel compassionate about this as well. It's, it's different than compassion, but it's, it's providing a quality, not dangerous work environment for, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess, technically it would be our corrections staff uh, at the county. And so someone who's been that lead administrator for, let's say, the city of Linden, um, you understand that nuance of making sure that your public servants have a quality work environment. So tell us a little bit more about that. Well, I guess I, it, when we often think about the jail, we think about the people incarcerated in the jail, but we forget about the people that work in the jail. And um, the current work environment is deplorable, to say the least. Um, it's a dark, uh, very enclosed feeling place and we expect our county employees to do exceptional work in this poor atmosphere and I just see it as highly beneficial for the county to have a new correction facility that not only takes care of the incarcerated but takes care of the employees and um, in this current environment where it is so hard to get employees to do any tasks we we are at in my mind, at risk of losing good employees to other jobs because the work environment is so poor. So I just want to point out that that's another factor in all of this for me is that not only do the incarcerated get a better facility, but it's a better work environment for our people. And hopefully we can hire more people because it's such a nice work environment that we actually get more quality people in to take care of the needs of the incarcerated. The uh, conditions guy um, extend, you know, th to anyone who is in that building, uh, not just the staff, but the uh, uh, the inmates themselves. And these are, you know, people who can work wherever they want. Um, behavioral health staff. It's hard to find them. It's hard to get them. And uh, we are competing for uh, for those folks. And on our website uh, at yeswalkhamjail.com, you will read um, comments and uh, testimonials from behavioral health workers and law enforcement who go in and out of that building and find it very dangerous, very hard to work in. It is not a good environment whatsoever. When I think what it's, it's also important to understand, because I do believe like the condition, the quality of the space came up in some of the community conversations and um, the those, uh, I guess, inmates, those who were incarcerated and their families were part of the dialogue and kind of the, the surveying, if you will, uh, of that. And I think it's, it's interesting that we, we, we um, pursued that as a, as an um, aspect to this problem and the solutions that we could offer. And I think it's an important component to remembering, and Scott, you mentioned this too, is a revolving door is not good for anyone. Like we need to get to the root of the problem and solve it and be willing to solve it. And I think taking that kind of those voices into account is really important. And from what I heard, and correct me if I'm wrong, that was something that was brought up by those individuals too, is kind of the safety of the actual facility. Absolutely, and um, as many people in the interviews that you'll find on our website will, will say, it's how you are treated in the jail 
is um, is going to affect how you uh, behave once you get out. And if you're sh if you're uh, just shown dungeon-like conditions, this is not a way that we're going to be able to help people uh, change their lives for the better, to get jobs, and to um, be productive members of our community. So I, th I think that when Peter says dungeon-like conditions, there's going to be people in our audience this morning that are going, "Oh, that's an exaggeration." And anybody who thought anybody who thought that should should take the jail tour because it is it is unimaginable until yeah. you go and see it and 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 really recognize what's going on there. It's it's it is dungeon-like. Yeah. And and this I mean, is I, on us as Whatcom <laughs> County voters. We have voted this down a couple of times, and you know, I I voted against it the last time. I have changed my mind. We have made a great deal of progress. Uh, I am very concerned that unless we pass this thing, we are consigning thousands of people, uh, inmates and employees to uh, pretty hellish conditions and also exposing ourselves as taxpayers mm -hmm. um, to great deal of financial and legal liability. Absolutely. And, and spending probably millions yeah. on maintenance Repairs. to a facility that we we're gonna throw away eventually. And, and yeah. I guess it's always a reminder to me, if you need something, there's never a cheaper time to build it than today. Yeah, because it's not I mean, getting cheaper. It's not. I mean, we had the opportunity in 2017, and the voters said no. But <clears throat> since then, this has gone up, say, 30 million dollars. And if we kick the can down the road again, don't think it's going to get cheaper. Yeah. So with that kind of expense component, let's talk about timeline. What's kind of the the timeline? So if it's approved in November, then what? So that's the important piece. This all vote yes in November to improve it. Mm -hmm. So then, this, the tax starts getting collected next year. Planning starts as soon as it's approved, because there is some uh, funds in the county to start taking taking care of the planning process. Then in 2026, the goal is to start building. In 2029, start using. That's okay. kind of the global timeline. And the uh, bonding probably happens next year. Is that the bonding will happen when we, I, I hate to use these words, but run out of the cash we have set aside. So okay. we don't want to bond on the first day because then we're paying interest on something that we're not using. So we want to bond probably in 25, at some, some point in 25, when we start seeing our cash going into actually construction or, or 26, when it goes into construction, that's when you really start spending the money. That's right. And uh, as Scott has talked about, we're um, paying down kind of like paying down the principal yeah. in these first four to six years. But I want to uh, say to everyone that the county has a good plan already for where behavioral health funding for these important projects in the implementation plan, where those are, that's gonna come from. So it doesn't mean that, gosh, we're just throwing money at a jail in the first four to six years. We are going to get both, both planning and building a jail, and also um, moving forward with the implementation plan. Okay. In particular, that's that Bellingham money in that that will work for behavioral health, that there's part of the sales tax. They're going to commit to behavioral health issues. And that so there's money that they've committed and money the county's committed. Between the two of them, we have sufficient funds to start many of the behavioral health programs we've and talked about. Don't forget the state, Scott. That's right. That's right. Uh, the state yeah. has dedicated our uh, 40th and 42nd um, legislative yeah. district uh, representatives have sent us a letter um, uh, telling us how they're going to work to find money for these very important projects. And as a reminder, it should all be coming from the state from, for behavioral health. We're taking on this on our own because the state, in my opinion, has dropped the ball here. Many years ago, they dropped the ball and they haven't taken care of behavioral health issues for a long, long time. We're do, gonna do it locally, but ideally it would all come from the state. Mm -hmm. yeah. So we are to our next break. Stay tuned and we will be right back. 
Now you can mow, dig, grade, haul, and more with the perfect solution for your property, a Branson tractor. Save your back and your wallet with one of our compact but powerful tractors here at Farmers Equipment Company. Stop by and choose from our full line of Bransons to take on your toughest tasks. With tractors from 19 to 55 horsepower, we have a Branson compact or utility tractor that is perfect for you. Want to use a rotary cutter to tame that tall brush on your property? You can do that. What about snagging a scoop from that pile of gravel to maintain your driveway free of potholes? You can do that too. Branson's six-year warranty along with our factory-trained technicians will make sure your new tractor is always running great. Get the tractor you want and the peace of mind you need at Farmers Equipment Company. To learn more, visit us online at FarmersEquip.com or stop by our locations in Linden or Burlington today. Farmers Equipment Company, serving the Pacific Northwest for over 86 years. Radio Real Estate with Mike Kent on KGMI. Every Saturday, I break down what's happened in the market. More importantly, I share expert insight as to what you can expect next with your Whatcom County real estate investment. Radio Real Estate is sponsored by Linden Sheet Metal, Windermere Real Estate, and Windwood Enterprises. 10 a.m. every Saturday on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM, and KGMI.com. Staying connected with your community each Saturday at noon with KGMI's Community Connection as local business leaders share their expert advice. Sponsored by Vibrant USA, Pacific Security, Lighthouse Mission Ministries, Feller Heating and Air Conditioning, and Columbia Fire. Community Connection, Saturdays at noon on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Welcome back to the Walk and Report. Uh, we're here talking about uh, the ballot initiative regarding the jail, public safety, mental health um, with Mayor Scott Forheis and Peter Frazier. And so, Mayor Scott, um, you've been involved in the last couple of uh, ballot initiatives. And so what separates this one? And why should people vote yes on this one? Well, I think a lot has changed since uh, 2017 when the last one was voted down. I, I look at what's going on in our communities and we're seeing crime on the increase. And, and in my opinion, when you have a jail that is full, we are now on booking, book and release. And so many people are booked and are back on the street within an hour and again, committing crimes. And those types of people we need to get off the streets because we don't need this continual crime um, issue in our communities. And I think in particular, uh, Bellingham is feeling that, particularly in downtown Bellingham and at some of our um, retail establishments where crime is is a big rampant. problem. I'll rampant. say it, rampant. Rampant. And so uh, I think the community um, heard maybe in the past, like, you know, we, we incarcerate too many people. We do this, we do that. Well, now they're kind of feeling the consequences of not having jail capacity, not having jail capacity and not putting people in jail. We're seeing that crime is on the increase. And so I think there's a there's an, uh, um, clearly an appetite this time around for more people wanting to see uh, criminals taken care of in a way, in a traditional way, as well as help those who are there for behavioral health reasons. It's also an important difference between uh, 27 and 2023 is that this community has really buckled down and worked very hard to uh, put in place the uh, jail diversion and um, the behavioral health um, programs and facilities that uh, we needed. Um, and we have we've done that well, and we've got a great plan as we talked about at the top of this show, and. Um, we are also in the middle of a fentanyl and methamphetamine crisis mm. that's creating a great deal of chaos in our community. And we in Joaquin County are at a disadvantage, um, you know, from other communities because we have booking restrictions. We've had them since 2015, and it uh, disallows us from holding certain people accountable who really do need to be. Mm -hmm. And so when we look at the 
So right now between the two facilities, the current jail downtown and the Iron Gate facility, we have 220 people who were incarcerated. Is that the I think it's roughly? more like three, three, 300. Yeah. Okay. And I think that's an important component, right? So if we're not booking people, right? So if we're doing book and release, who's there? Who's who's with who's part of that 200, 300 population? I would encourage anyone listening to this to go Google Whatcom County Jail roster. And you go down that list and see who's in there and for what, and consider if this is somebody that you want released on the street or living in your neighborhood uh, with no consequences. Uh, this is not the jail from years ago where there were a lot of perhaps uh, drug arrests and such. That is not happening now. These are people who are doing serious crimes. And for that reason, I think I mentioned earlier, the city's sharing part of their sales tax to fund this mm -hmm. thing. The cities are dealing with this crime and they want a place to put people so that they get them off the street, at least to break the cycle. Right. And so there's a huge appetite from the cities to build an appropriate sized jail so that there's capacity for us to, to take care of the criminals in our community. And then along with that behavioral health when, it, when that is the real issue. And it's yeah, and also important to um, to state there are folks in this community who are saying that we're trying to build some huge jail. That is absolutely not the case. And in fact, go look at their website, knowwatcomjails.com, and see what they're saying about how we should be handling uh, jailing in this community. When I think to to the to Scott, I mean your point about investing in behavioral health um and i think none of us like i don't know if i wasn't around 40 years ago when the current jail was built and the philosophies around it um but i do can i can lean into uh, the idea of this modular format of things being repurposed and whatever that total number is um, which I don't believe has been set yet, right? That's correct. That yeah, the um, number is not set because we're trying to get data from the cities and the county and the other users, which can be um, a variety of other people use the jail. We we need to know kind of what a baseline number that everybody needs so that we can size it then appropriately. Also, we need there's a backlog right now because of COVID and other things. Right. And we need to work the backlog out of the system. So we don't want to oversize it to start with because of a current need, but we want to right size it for the long term. Yeah. And I guess to that point, with this awareness, this integration of the behavioral health and mental health component, like could it be where long term, the majority of the individuals that are, let's say, incarcerated, incorporated into this system? are being treated from a mental health capacity versus just an accountability incarceration component. Like, do we see that as a possible pathway? Well, Assuming, and I, this goes I back into Scott, some of your points is like, probably a lot of our existing incarcerated individuals need mental health supports. One thing that we do know is that people who are um, having mental health crises and are uh, drug addicted and need treatment, they should not be in the uh, jail setting for those reasons alone. And mm -hmm. we need to handle those in a much better facility, not in a jail setting. There yeah. are people who create uh, chaos and crime, and those people do need to be held accountable yeah. in a good humane jail and oh, we don't have that right now yeah well i asked a big question and we're out of time for this segment so sorry <laughs> um so we're gonna finish up uh just after this break so stay tuned mother nature's hotline yes i would like to file a complaint 
the summer was way too hot, and then poof, it's into the 50s. Can't you permanently set the weather to sunny and 75 with a slight breeze? I apologize, but unfortunately, that's not how the weather works here at Mother Nature's. Then what am I to do? I'm always either too hot or too cold. Well, we refer all these cases to Linden Sheet Metal. They can't control the weather, but they can certainly help better control the temperatures in your home, so it's always just right. Yes, thank you. Cancel my complaint, please. You're welcome. Oh, and I do recommend you call right away as fall is already here. At Linden Sheet Metal, our mission is to keep your home comfortable year-round with furnaces, ACs, and heat pumps from top-rated equipment like American Standard and Mitsubishi. You can't go wrong. We have equipment in stock, and there are rebates and low monthly payments available. Linden Sheet Metal, serving the Northwest for over 80 years. This week with PNW Perks, you can enjoy Bellingham Cider Company for half the price. You might know them for their delicious variety of cider flavors like their spiced pumpkin, caramel apple, and other seasonal flavors. But you'll also be amazed by their menu, proudly sourcing their fresh food from local farms and businesses. Enjoy their in-house made ravioli, guajillo braised beef, or delicata squash salad. They're well known for their buttermilk brine chicken and waffles, but you'll also find juicy burgers made from Northwest raised beef. Or how about fresh coho salmon with roasted tomato chutney? You'll be amazed at the variety, selection, and flavors from the kitchen. Dietary restrictions? No problem. Their menu provides a host of vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, and dairy-free options. Bellingham Cider Company, the place great ciders meet exceptional food with breathtaking views everyone can enjoy. Find them at 205 Prospect or at BellinghamCider.com. This Thursday at 8 a.m., get a $50 gift certificate to Bellingham Cider Company for just $25, only at pnwperks.com. Welcome back, and thank you both so much for joining me this morning on the show. Um, and so with, like, the final few seg- seconds left of our show... Um, just a good, I guess, statement reminder. Why should people vote yes? They should vote yes this time around because the current jail is old and can't is is beyond its useful life. Uh, it won't get cheaper to do it in the future. The time is now, and our we owe it to our community for a new jail and a new behavioral health facility. Okay. And our campaign, the Safe Jail Healthy Outcomes campaign, and you can find us at yeswatcomjail.com. Uh, we need your help. We need your help to get the word out to voters. And so please go to our website. There is every question you could possibly think of is answered there. There are great interviews and testimonials and a lot of good information. And uh, we could use your help, endorsement, a donation. And um, uh, I think everything is right there for any voter with any question. Awesome. Thank you both so much for not only your work through the stakeholder group, um, your efforts in trying to get us a new jail, and most importantly right now, your time this morning. So have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Thanks, guys.